I once did um, a waste audit at UBC, and we found uh, like love notes in the garbage. <laughs> they were in so juicy. Yeah, <laughs> they were so juicy, and and so this is a very real thing. Oh, boom! Record. Okay, great. We had a forty-minute recording, and then I cut it down to twenty-five. Yeah, I think it pretty much the back half was all intact. I just. Cut out the 15 minutes of us. Mm. I remember from doing it last week, too, there was a point where it got cooking. And I was like, yeah. oh, I really want to. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think that's the nature of it. Yeah. So in editing our podcast yes. last week, something that I was thinking about was, like, the advice you kind of gave me was, screw the haters, just be genuine about yourself. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. just, like, you know, don't worry that you don't necessarily fit in with this this group of bros. Just talk yeah. about okay. your yeah. improv class or talk about your meditation, your Zen philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> so far that the episodes have been Jason and Dwayne, like how to hang out with bros. <laughs> <laughs> a guide, a field guide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, well, so I was thinking about that mm. and it's like, I agree with everything you said, but yet still throughout the week, mm. I was thinking about it like, yes, this is the change that I'm going to implement in my life. And you've oh. def- we've t- definitely talked about this before. Mm. And I, I know this is what I need to do. Like, just stop worrying about it. Yet still, it is my nature. It is my habit to just mm. default to be like, mm. oh, what are you, what's going on this weekend? Oh, here's the one of the eight things that I'm doing this weekend. You know, like I've <laughs> pre-selected what story I'm going to tell the different people. Okay. Um, because of a fear that if you do rattle off all eight things that you're doing, you'll be seen again as that eighth grade um, <laughs> earnest. Uh, yeah, so yes, maybe, but also mm. I, I, I think my question more, it, I, the question I more want to tackle is I have this habit mm-hmm. of being out in the world, right? Okay. Like, oh, okay. You know, you okay. know that thing where they say going to a new school is a great opportunity to reinvent yourself? I don't... Th- I think I've... I don't, but okay. <laughs> like, you're the new kid. Like, you've moved schools. Like, you're oh, in fifth you, grade. You can be anybody You now. can be anybody yeah, now. Or it's like yeah. the first day of middle school. And it's okay. like, ah, oh, I'm going to be a goth kid now. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think I've run out of opportunities in my life to reinvent myself. In that drastic, like, yeah. scene change way. Unless you moved a city or something like right. that. But even then, something tells me that actually we can't reinvent ourselves yeah. even though we do that. Like, we're still ourselves. Right. So, mm. but this is a change that I do want to implement. Okay. So, okay. I think I need to find a new mechanism, a new structured approach okay. to bring about this change. Yeah. And that's my, maybe the first question I can bring to the table is what... What, like, how do you try to change your habits? Yeah, great question. (laughs) Uh, I think that is the the work of a lifetime, honestly. And uh, also, maybe the most noble of, like, things somebody can create. Because how to change a habit is is basically changing your behavior. It's changing you. Uh, And to do so in a positive way, I think everybody wants to do. But it's really hard and it's kind of confusing. And like something like this, my initial reaction is maybe that's just as like engineering mind. But like, okay, we got to like break it down into little pieces and like start seeing like what are the variables at play. Um, So just like the statement of 
I find it difficult to be my genuine self around other people, there's going to be a lot of things influencing that and a lot of variables. Like, is that uh, with everybody? There must be, obviously, there's people that you, you don't feel like that with. And then probably it's not every stranger you feel that way too. There might be other uh, situations where you don't. I guess there, that's the, what my initial thought is like engineer it, like start keeping track. Uh, if you can measure it, you can manage it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I do think about like changing hmm. and like what, okay, here are these parts of myself, my personality that I, I want to change. But mm-hmm. another, I think there's another camp, another argument that's, Learn to love yourself. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. So uh, I think about this a lot. Um, and you're you're right, but I think maybe they're not actually as separate as you think. Mm-hmm. Something that I think I know intellectually, but I don't practice myself, is that like in order to have positive change, it kind of happens as a byproduct of accepting and in a way right. not trying to force change, mm-hmm. uh, but accepting yourself how you are, uh, self-compassion, and then just, like it gradually grows and you're able to make that transition. Mm-hmm. You're able to choose. I don't totally know how that works. Right. Uh, and actually, I'm, I think that maybe both methods can achieve the same thing, but one is maybe a lot more wise in that it's just like not as difficult, it's more enjoyable, mm-hmm. and it's just uh, a better way of living. There's a improviser who writes a blog called Playing with Fire. Can't mm-hmm. remember his name, but he improvises in Toronto. Uh, and he had he had a cool like seven post blog about his journey with improv, uh, and basically it all surrounded his anxiety. So he always got like super nervous around people, a lot of social anxiety and like beat himself up all the time about how it's not good enough and like shouldn't be like that and, and all the rest and uh, basically just hating himself. And the way he said it was that like he went for a long time of just sort of like hating himself to get better mm. and it worked, but it also sucked mm. to the point where it's like, yeah, now I've got these techniques and I can kind of manage my anxiety, but I'm kind of unhappy and like just don't like what was the point of it in the beginning um but it works i guess that was his big message but there's another route you can do where you love yourself to get to get to that point and it becomes easier uh and maybe go really deep maybe it's like that in itself is more like worthwhile it's sort of the journey that is much more worthwhile than attaining leveling up i guess Mm -hmm. this next point where you're quotation marks better right yeah yeah and i think so that has been the story that you just told really resonated with me because i think i have spent a lot of time sort of like hating on myself and like pushing myself Mm. and recently especially with through mindfulness Mm -hmm. that's kind of the the rhetoric that they oh yeah preach is 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 about about loving yourself and just accepting where you are right oh you're going through a discomfortable thing right Mm -hmm. now just Mm -hmm. like watch that you know and like Mm -hmm. um so i think truthfully that's been my strategy for change up until for the past few years or so it's been learning to have less of that internal tension of just yeah, like, yeah. okay, Jason, it's okay that you're not authentic right now. Yeah. Like, okay, there is yeah. this group of bros, yeah. and you just want to fit in and you want to mm-hmm. people please. That's fine. Yeah. Just let that be there and watch it. Yeah. So I've been trying it, and I mm-hmm. think I guess it's hard to. It's just hard to know. It's hard to know anything. Yeah. And th- this one in particular is one that I'm like, yeah, I don't know if. I've been going about it in the right way. Because while mm. I do believe in these mindfulness mm-hmm. practices, mm-hmm. it's also just a belief. Like, 
Okay. Yeah, this is my. It takes premise. a certain amount of like faith in a way. Yeah, totally. You trying anything new that you haven't done before, you do have to go in with a little bit of like, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, uh, but I'll still give it a shot, kind of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think there's a lot of like pushback to? Okay, like, like if we have another wonderful binary system, like mm-hmm. <laughs> in the same way last, last <laughs> week we were talking about bros and, and people, <laughs> the cheerleader people, yeah. yeah. Well, another binary conversation of like. Uh, the route to self-improvement, hating yourself or loving yourself. Right, yeah. um, so do you, because th- I, I have brought this up and have, with other people, speaking to them, and have received pushback of like the loving yourself method. Because mm. I, and I think I understand why there's something that doesn't feel, it's like, if I have to get better, I have to like beat myself into being better. Mm-hmm. And it's, and if I try this other approach, what is it that doesn't sit well? Like, you know what I mean? Because I, I remember describing this to somebody, uh, and they're just like, uh, yeah, I guess one is like, you know, maybe, but, but like, didn't buy it is the point. Right, Yeah. Right. Like, oh, that sounds nice, but in your heart of hearts, just something's like, nope, nope, nope. I gotta crack the whip. That's the only way to get better. Yeah, definitely. I think that's one of these cultural narratives, or mm-hmm. like... I we, I sort of mentioned it before, but it's like, what are these stories that society likes to tell? What are these mm. stories that like people latch onto? You know, yeah. like there are a reason why certain Hollywood stories are so like we as humans just eat them up. It's like ah yes, they put in the hard work and they got it in the end and they deserved it. Good for them, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. you don't want to hear a story where this person busted their butt, yeah, ten hour days. 30 years, but at the end of it, they just got hit by a bus. And it's like, oh, yeah. life is meaningless. Wes Anderson films are a little bit like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, the protagonist always tries so hard and then usually fails and has tragedy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but we, I agree that's not the normal narrative. Right. We don't like that. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, it feels wrong. Yeah. yeah, I think we want to believe that if we, you know, stick the screws to it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you, you put in your hard work, so sweat off your brow, mm-hmm then you're gonna get the change that you've been working for. Yeah. And that's just a conventional story. So, yeah, and I think there's validity to that, but where does, like, the the self-hating work into that? Because hard work leading to success, I think I agree with that that narrative, Mm -hmm. but hard work shouldn't mean hard hating. Right. (laughs) But I think it's maybe easy to conflate the two ideas. Okay. Like, oh, okay. Okay. Right? Like, you're, the natural leap of hard work is you got to be a little mean. Ruthless. Ruthless. Yeah. Mean. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I think I'm with you on this. Like, really hyper-focused, ruthless, like, no exceptions. And then you start getting into a territory of uh, non-accepting, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Of being really hard on yourself and, like, this is... That's not allowed, can't do that, and that kind of thing, so. Right. Yeah. Okay. Like, I was talking to Thomas the mm. other day, and mm. he teaches basically little kids how to play guitar, mm-hmm. and he said when he first started teaching, a lot of it was coming with a lesson plan, like, here are the scales they were going to review, here's the songs, here's mm-hmm. the sections, and now, like, he said his students, like, teach him a lot, you know, like oh, that cool. cheesy thing of yeah, like, yeah. oh, being a parent, my kids teach me more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because what he said is, you know, now when he goes into a, a lesson, yeah. he doesn't have a plan. He sort of almost lets them dictate how the lesson should go. 
it's almost like a shift from teaching to coaching. Oh, it's cool. It's like, I'm no longer telling you what you should practice. Yeah. I'm just going to sit here and watch you practice or watch you play even. Yeah. And just make some notes, right? Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I like what you did here. Yeah. Uh, maybe tweak this a little bit. Or yeah. like, oh, your posture isn't quite right here. I love that model. Mm-hmm. I think starting out, you kind of need a teacher. Starting out anything, like the very, very beginning. Mm-hmm. But uh, not long. Right. I think you transition to that. Right. Yeah, I love that model. And so I think maybe that's how we've been taught to... Or th- this is the idea that we have for ourselves of how are we going to change ourselves. I think we come in with this lesson plan idea. Of we need to be very prescriptive and very like, okay, this is what you need to do to get to it. But at a certain point, I think we need to make that transition, right? We need mm-hmm. to transition over into this more coaching method of, mm. okay, we're watching what we're doing. How did you react? Okay, that's not bad, but maybe try this. Oh, you know? oh yeah, but like coaching for yourself. Coaching for yourself, yeah. right? Yeah, the mentor for yourself. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I think yeah. so. something that we, we had talked about is how that's hard to, it's very like, time intensive practice of coaching you know mm. that personalized one-on-one patient watching it's like I, I another image that i get in my head is like a tennis camp you know first day of tennis camp you have one coach and 30 students this is how you pick up a tennis racket this is yeah. how you serve okay great but at a certain point as your skill goes up and up and up you need to in your issues or your bad habits are more and more subtle Okay. That you need, like, a patient master watching mm-hmm. you for, like, five minutes to be, like, you're doing all these things correctly. Mm-hmm. Here's one minor thing you can tweak, right? Yeah. And so you, the time teacher to student ratio, yeah. Yeah. it changes and gets more expensive naturally, yeah. right? And that's why, like, basically only rich people play tennis. <laughs> and why in the school system, you have one teacher, 30 students, Whereas, you know, yeah. sometimes you need to supplement that with tutors. Yeah. Um, and because it's also like for a high school, it's easier to mark, right? Mm-hmm. Like here's the test, do the test, standardize it. Here's the 3,000 students that we need to educate Okay. versus, you know, having that one-on-one time to be like. And, and all this to say, spending that coaching one-on-one with yourself can be the better model of like bringing positive change. Right. Yeah. Bringing that around. Yeah. <laughs> Wrapping it all together. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, but, okay, but you, but you said that there is the, the narrative of... Uh, the narrative of, like... Hard work. Yeah, hard work. Uh, we'll just say hard work. But there's, I feel like there's another ingredient in there uh, that makes us not buy being nice to ourselves. Yeah. Like, one is tried and true. Like, I do believe really beating yourself up hard enough and long enough will make change um, oftentimes. And so I, I don't think it's an ineffective method, just that it's inferior. Particularly, if nothing else, uh, it, it is not a very sustainable method of right. making positive change. Like at some point, you're just going to hate what you're doing because mm-hmm. <laughs> you're so mean to yourself. Uh, okay, so your question is, there is still some missing ingredient of why we don't... Uh, on this binary... Yeah, on this binary scale, totally. Because, yes, there is an idea of hard work brings success. But I don't think that is... I don't think that's the only reason why we don't trust being nice to ourselves for improvement. I, I think there's a certain apparent pass, passiveness. Passive, mm. What's the word? Passivity? 
Sure. Yeah. Okay, that's a great one. Passivity uh, with like um, being nice to yourself and like accepting things because it 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 doesn't seem as active. Um, like it is more again returning to this conversation with Thomas. He he mm-hmm. talked about there's almost a confidence you need with yourself mm-hmm. as a coach mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. like there is no prescribed answer. There is no formula. Hmm. It's you need to be vulnerable, right? As the teacher, the coach, you need to walk into this room and be like, hey, I have no plan right now. I'm mm-hmm. just going to watch you mm-hmm. and hopefully my advice is good. Yeah. Right? And yeah. based on my experience, this worked for me. I would think this would work for you. Yeah. You know, it's a yeah. more vulnerable okay. uh, relationship that you have yeah. when it's not, this is the right answer, do it. If you don't do it, you're yeah. doing it wrong. Yeah, for sure. I think the confidence comes in when you have to provide a solution mm-hmm. to it and maybe a little bit also having the confidence that you will be able to notice what kind of went wrong, what didn't. The good thing about teaching music or improv or a lot of things is we can usually trust our gut when something doesn't look or sound quite right. right. We don't need to be an expert in anything to be like, I don't know if I enjoyed that as much. Mm-hmm. And so if we're trying to apply this model of like being a, a good coach to a student uh, to and translate that to being a coach for yourself, mm-hmm. you have to sort of trust that you know right. what's the best way to behave or how to respond to uh, things that are going on in your mind. Yeah, and I think it's no longer like a... It's more of a journey together at that point. There's mm-hmm. no... You, so I think it's difficult because if I pay you money, mm-hmm. I, I'm paying you with the expectation that I'm getting exactly the result that I want. Okay. At a certain point, that promise gets less and less certain. Like yeah. I can deliver yeah. that promise to you with less certainty. You talk about how Zen is an unpopular religion, religion philosophy because yeah. it promises you nothing <laughs> yeah. you know put in all this work yeah maybe yeah. you'll be better for it yeah. but we don't know yeah yeah, yeah? yeah. <laughs> uh, and i don't think that's like that's a hard sell yeah right? it's real hard to sell it's hard to stand in front of a room and yeah. be like hey all you people yeah 40 hours of work half your salary and also maybe you'll still be miserable <laughs> yeah 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 that's a right? tough sell. Oh. so i think when you are like trying to coach yourself of like okay like maybe this is gonna work maybe this is work mm-hmm. it, it's hard you know you have to be patient with yourself you have to watch and at the end of that day yeah it still might not be we don't know this ideal right want. yeah whereas hard you know you're you're bad do better yeah. look at this person like I, I have this image of you've taped somebody's <laughs> magazine cut out on yeah. your bathroom mirror as yeah. you're brushing your teeth you're like oh i'm gonna be you yeah. one day you know yeah. and i think that is like there's this clear end goal here's mm-hmm. this clear path for me to get to that end goal it's mm-hmm. like okay the the road might be hard mm-hmm. the road might be long but at least that road is certain yeah. whereas this one is oh look there's daisies on yeah. the side of the yeah. road yeah. little little girl selling me lemonade this is nice this is pleasant yeah but where is it going really I right don't know. Yeah. right maybe and I think the first one with the teeth brushing in the magazine, I think that one, yeah, again, I think people like that one because we know it works. Um, but then I guess you have to, that's maybe like where wisdom comes in. You have to ask the harder question, like, what's actually important? Like, are you actually going to be happier whenever you've treated yourself that way to get to whatever place you want to be at? than taking the smelling these flowers that are on this road. Well, I think maybe what... I'm coming to after mm-hmm. this discussion is mm-hmm. there is this transition process, you know, to get off the work, ground. Okay. Yeah. Y- 
you know, maybe there's a series of magazines that yeah. are taped to your bathroom okay. wall. Okay. And at a certain point, after you passed Matthew McConaughey or yeah. whatever, you're like, okay, I'll take him down. I'll put, <laughs> I've put Bruce Lee's picture up. Yeah. yeah. But like, after I've taken that picture down, like yeah. you need to transition over to this. Yeah. Rose's path. And I think for most adults learning to work in this crazy world and, and you know, be the best human they can be and for your, your example, uh, just learning to be comfortable, maybe just like with yourself, uh, being who you are, mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. For, I think for most adults, we're basically already at that stage where we can't really rely on <laughs> the hard, like, sit down dog, stand up dog, like, force this kind of thing to train us. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, pretty much all adults, can't, yeah, yeah we've, we've gone beyond that point. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's hard because our whole life, the only way we've known to learn is mm-hmm. this one method. And yeah. that transition is, we didn't realize yeah. that yeah. There, we needed to make the transition. Because it worked before, this is how yeah. I'm going to learn this thing, I'm going to learn it this yeah. way. But now it's like, mm, no, you have to learn a new thing now. Yeah, you know what? I think it's unfor- it's unfortunately uncommon uh, that growing up you won't get more mentorship coach opportunities. Certainly people do. Uh, and if you have like a good parent or two, uh, that can be great. Uh, but it's a shame that it's not more common. I think the forcing like do it this way, learn, like don't screw up, like right. this is exactly how you should behave is a lot more method, the typical method of teaching behavior and how to be, that kind of thing. And once in a while you get kind of lucky and you find like kind of a, a true coach or a true mentor, somebody that basically just trusts you, has the confidence right. in you yeah. that you can do it. Yeah. And for me, I, so I think that that model shifts to become more like a pure mentorship thing, right? Hmm. You're like, you're watching your friends grow together and yeah. there is not that... I am your superior. I know what to do. Here's what I would do. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're all figuring it out together. Sometimes we yeah. make a misstep, but let's go on this journey together. Yeah. 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 Anyways, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you, do you have, do you have a coach? Or did you have like a mentor growing up or somebody that assumed that role, even if it was for a short amount of time? I don't think I internalized it. Like when I was really young, mm-hmm. definitely. I've become more aware of like mentorship opportunities in my life now. So yeah. I like look up to a lot of my friends, right? Mm-hmm. Like Dwayne teaches me to get outside my comfort zone and be more genuine. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, Hillary pushes me to, you know, try something every day that scares you and try to be brave. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. You know, don't be afraid to be loud. Like, you know, Rachel, I think teaches me like zero in on relationships and just like ask yourself like are these the right people that I should be spending my time with mm. and um yeah I, so i think i choose to um there's this ted talk that i listened to once that was about everyday leadership and how mm-hmm. d- don't create this separation between you and leaders like leaders have become this idea that's almost like too big for humans to achieve yeah but it's like no like leaders are in your everyday life and just like accept that they're there and like let them teach you like let their wisdom you almost have to be vulnerable to that right like you have to almost be willing to accept help okay so i think okay in recent years that's i've been accepting the help from my friends more and more okay growing up i wouldn't really say so but like of course you mentioned like with my parents instilled a lot of yeah you know this is what you should be doing yeah hey probably everybody that's gonna be the primary source yeah 
have you ever entered a formal mentoring relationship or, um, or do you get your mentorship? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think there's just been, for me, I have met people that uh, I want to emulate. Even if maybe they didn't necessarily, it wasn't a formal mentorship and they didn't necessarily feel that uh, I was their protege or anything like that. Uh, there was still kind of that form uh, that developed. Um, so last podcast, we talked about my, uh, landscaping, uh, friends from Bella Hula. Yeah. Um, and, uh, their, their father was in a way that right. kind of personality for me. Somebody, he, so he was really into meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a, a Buddhist, I guess you could say. And, uh, we used to talk a lot about meditation after math. He was the math teacher. So we used to talk after math class about this and his personality was like, really really cool he's so gentle the most gentle man you could find and just you kind of feel that he had a very easy heart like he was very gentle when he spoke to you and just like simple and clear playful and like calm uh and so he had all these qualities that I kind of wanted to like, but he was a lot older than me. And for me, that's where I kind of like, wow, I want to be like you because you seem so approachable, uh, you know, wise and old. <laughs> um, and I want to want to learn from you. So I, I really enjoyed our conversations that we had. And I had that experience with uh, actually another uh, teacher in high school as well. Um, the social studies teacher, Dr. David Dowling, um, who is a much different personality, uh, but also like, had certain qualities that I wanted to emulate and learn from. So I think I've had multiple like unofficial mm. mentorship opportunities with like people I have met right. uh, growing up. And of course, even, even to, uh, even today, I bring him up all the time with you, Jeremy Reed. Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely somebody that um, I feel like uh, I really oh, like a lot of things I want to learn from him. Mm-hmm. Um, very thought provoking. Uh, and has a certain like behavior that makes me trust him. Uh, so there's like two elements. There's kind of like a conceptual where I'm like, oh, I really like what this person is saying. I agree. But then there's another where it's like you really walk the walk kind of thing, and like that makes me respect you and like trust you. Yeah. So uh, similar to you, I guess at this point, like it's like other peers I find that um, uh, have qualities that I really want to emulate. I like what you said, walking the walk. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay cool okay cool um also another thought came to my mind is that this podcast is um so far about self-help like that's that's yes, it is yeah we didn't know what we were gonna find <laughs> and it makes sense most of our conversations are like this so. yeah <laughs> do we want to say something before we end this one i don't know do we <laughs>